Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 57 of the Game Sharks Podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, Fantasy Critic. Yeah. So this is a thing I learned about recently. It's uh, it's Fantasy Video Game Critics. Uh, so we, the the f- four of us and Tikon, we did a draft, and we each picked six games, right? Yep. And then... Yeah. And then we're going to add seven more games as the year goes on to our list. And basically, you get points based on how well they score critically. And the person at the end of the year who has the most points wins. And there's a lot of like nuances to it uh, where you can draft games that don't have definitive release dates for this year. But if you think it's going to come out, then you might score big. Uh, it's really interesting and fun. We get to make bids on games that haven't been announced yet because that's yeah. how the video game industry works. <laughs> yeah, so like when, surprise, something is announced in four months uh, for this year, we all run onto the website and we all have a budget of $100 and we have to place bids and whoever places the highest bid uh, gets that yeah. game onto their roster. You can. That- we have a certain amount of drops for games that get declared not being released this year. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's fun. I'm There's like uh, that. That'd be like if Tom Brady got drafted in the middle of the season. <laughs> kind, but only if he started playing in the middle of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weird stuff. Uh, but I want to quickly run down our current list of games. Uh, so Adam, who is academic insanity. Let me say that again. Academic <laughs> insanity works. Uh, he has Horizon Forbidden West Monster Hunter. Wait, yeah, Forbidden West is what the game's called, right? Horizon yeah, Forbidden, Forbidden West, West, Monster Hunter Rise, New Pokemon Snap, Bravely Default 2, Solar Ash, and Shin Megami Tensei 5. Andrew is Spicy Taco Studios. He has Resident Evil Village, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, 12 Minutes, Overwatch 2, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, and The Binding of Isaac, Repentance. I am Turtle Strat Interactive, and I have Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart, Back for Blood, Death Loop. Cyber Shadow, Near Replicant version 1.22474487139, and Stray. Tikan is Something Fun Studios. And he has Halo Infinite, God of War, Ragnarok, Final Fantasy 16, Far Cry 6, Elden Ring, and Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And Derek is Oil Rig Games, and he has Hollow Knight 6 Song, Silk Song, Breath of the Wild 2, Gran Turismo 7, Forza Motorsport, Returnal, and Scarlet nexus uh i think based on these lists if hollow knight silk song and breath of the wild 2 both come out this year Derek will probably win <laughs> but that's a big if <laughs> so we'll see if. so far uh i'm the only one with points uh because right now what is it cyber shadow which came out this past week has a it's but it uses open critic as it's uh scoring so that has an 82 on open critics so i have 12 points basically every point over 70 you get a point every point below 70 you lose a point so i'm winning right now by a technicality mm-hmm. that i have the only released game but if you want to follow along if you go to fantasy critic fantasy critic dot games and look for our league called game sharks you can follow it and you'll see all of our transactions and whatnot and our points so if it's something you want to follow along feel free i think it'd be pretty fun uh, and we'll probably give updates throughout the year on this. I think we have a uh, pizza dinner on the line. Winner gets a free pizza dinner. 
So exciting stuff. Uh, and video games. Joining me today is Andrew. Hey. Adam. Yeah, what's up? And Derek. Hello. Hello. Uh, so we have no emails this week. Our main topic is going to be bold 2021 predictions. I think this is a fun thing that I hear uh, people in the industry do every year. They just kind of go balls to the walls and think about what crazy big thing is going to happen in games this year so that in in six to 12 months you can look back and say i predicted that all the way back in january i am a god <laughs> um, and, right and then when none of them come right uh everyone just forgets that we recorded this episode and it's fine uh but it's gonna be really really fun i'm excited to hear what you guys have for bold predictions but let's start how we always do with news uh so there's two there's two things on the bottom of the the list here we have uh one labeled jeff's ps5 problems and one labeled Derek's xbox problems oh no uh oops so i uh, let's talk about those real quick Derek, do you want to go first and talk about what your xbox problems are no i want to hear what your ps5 problems are because i only wrote that because you wrote ps5 problems. oh so you don't actually have xbox problems Oh, no, I do, but I still want to hear what you're... you're uh, so, I I don't know if you guys have been having any issues with your PS5s, but, like, I've had a lot of connectivity and loading issues, particularly with my controller and just the system booting up and whatnot. So, uh, a couple little examples. The other day, I was playing, and my controller was on, and just the button just stopped working. I couldn't do anything, uh, so I had to hard reset it. There's a little button in the back. There was an instance where my controller was on and synced to my console, but no matter how many times the console was off and no matter how many times I tried to power on the console with the controller, it just wouldn't do it. Um, what other weird things have happened? I've lost all audio <laughs> while listening with headphones through my controller. It just stops working. Huh. Uh, sometimes my a lot of the time actually my controller just desyncs from the console and i have to like get up and boot it up normally and then resync my controller you mean like entirely disconnect or just like lose frequency for a second no it entirely disconnects like the console will be off and i'll pick up my controller to try to turn on my console and yeah it's, just, it's not connected that's anymore. weird yeah cause so, sometimes my controller will like briefly not work but that's because like I, i'm like l- I'm like in an egg position and my knees are just in the way of the <laughs> of the connection. So Yeah, no. I've been having a lot of like weird hiccupy issues like that with the PS5 and it's getting really annoying. Um I don't know, yeah. No none of you have been having any sort of issues. No. How many um like devices do you have that use Bluetooth? actively yeah uh i mean i'm only ever playing one of my consoles at a given time so that well, shouldn't the, interfere but like but the xbox is like always on i guess that's true um you know any most of my devices that have bluetooth i don't have the bluetooth on unless i'm intentionally using it yeah because hmm. so. it from what you're saying it sounds like like at least with your headphones like disconnecting and the controller disconnecting it like it sounds like a bluetooth issue because i want to say right you connect to the the sound to the controller through bluetooth right 
uh, I wasn't using Bluetooth at all. It was just headphones plugged in directly to the, the controller. Right, but I guess... You're like saying the, that's transmitting through the, Bluetooth? The sound is transmitted through Bluetooth to the controller to then be played through your headphones. Gotcha. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it, Maybe it's... like It sounds like something that maybe could be patched in uh, like a firmware. Have you updated your controller at all? Uh, y- yes. Yeah. It was like a month or so ago. It tells mm. you to specifically plug the controller into the console when there's an update for it. Uh, so I have done that at least once. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll I don't keep, know. I'll keep reporting on any weird issues that I have, but it's just been frustrating. So I feel like I've had pretty similar issues, but with my Xbox. Okay. Um, I had an issue uh, earlier where my controller all of a sudden disconnected and uh, would not reconnect to the console. So you had to resync it? I tried resyncing it. It wouldn't resync. I ended up having to unplug the Xbox completely from, like, the wall and then plug it back in, and then I was able to resync and reconnect. Weird. Yeah. So it makes me think there's it's some kind of, like, Bluetooth... Bluetooth can be funky when there's like too many. I don't. I don't know. I have like so many things connected to Bluetooth. The, mm. the controllers. Like, I have headphones that like run on Bluetooth that are like connected to my laptop. Like, a lot of Bluetooth stuff going on. And I know sometimes it can be finicky when like if things are like trying to share a channel or something. Yeah. Because it's like a short range communication device. Um, but the other thing that has been annoying the crap out of me is it doesn't seem my xbox seems to disconnect from xbox live every like 30 minutes is it like a quick disconnect reconnect no it just disconnects and i can't reconnect until i turn the console off and back on huh it's super annoying yeah that's really Uh, weird i like did like i i haven't actually since i unplugged it and plugged it back in i haven't had i think i was able to like stay because uh, I right I, yeah I, I plugged it in to download the medium, um, and it didn't disconnect at all while doing that. So I don't know if it's like just like funny, you know, s- hardware things when it's been running. Like I don't know, like the, when things run, you know, sometimes for too long or in like sleep mode for too long, they you know like they build up a cache of you know their uh, of data that's like saved places, and it sometimes can cause um issues i don't maybe like i don't know if there's like maybe a memory leak or i don't you know so, something going on behind the scenes that's just like making things go faulty for some reason and hmm. uh it's you know it's it's stuff that like like you're saying jeff it's like not like a big deal it's not like the console's breaking yeah. it's just like annoying yeah exactly it's like the console <laughs> still works when when it needs to for the most part it's just these small inconveniences that's like oh this is the brand new generation of video games, and I'm having minor annoyances. Yeah, you know, it, especially like I would like I I would try. It was happening to me a ton when I was playing um, Destiny on it because I was like because since Destiny's free on Game Pass, I was like, oh, I can just download it on Game Pass and I won't like lose any lose any content because i don't have to buy anything and it, like I kept having like I was trying to do stuff and I just kept like getting bopped out over and over and I was like, well. All right. Uh, I guess I'll just play on my computer because that 
like is fine. Like it was, yeah, it was like annoying. I was like, I wanted to sit with a controller and not have to worry about stuff. And it was just being annoying. Hmm. And then it kept it like, I was trying to play Halo and it kept it. I wouldn't even connect to matches sometimes. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, but it seems to be fine now. So maybe uh, a hard reset every every now and again is what it needs. Maybe because I always put my my PlayStation in sleep mode. So yeah, I'm wondering maybe every once in a while I should just fully shut it down. Oh yeah, especially I feel like I think the rest mode is how people are bricking their consoles. Oh really? That I don't know. I haven't heard of that like since maybe like a month, maybe a month after launch of it happening. But I want to say it was like, yeah, if it, like sometimes randomly, if you like put it in rest mode while playing a game, when you turn it on, like the console just like is bricked. Huh. Oof. All right. Well, uh, I will start shutting it down more then. Yeah, uh, I've been practicing doing that a little more with my PS5 and I haven't had any problems, so. All right, maybe that's my issue is that I just never shut it down. I think it's been in rest mode since I bought it. Um. Anyways, I, I guess it's just extreme cases uh, that it will that that it breaks the console, but most most of the time it just like has to reset and uh, like reset itself or whatever. So it's Got still it. a risk, but yeah. Uh. All right. Let's uh. While we're on the topic of Xbox, let's talk about this uh, interesting story with Xbox Live Gold. So, oh, yeah. So in a single day, uh, Microsoft had announced that they were going to increase the price of Xbox Live Gold. Uh, I think it was going to be uh, they're adding. They were doubling it, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah, it was going to be explicitly doubling. No, but... the price of a one-month membership is going to increase by a dollar, and the price of a three-month membership is going to be five dollars more. Um, six or 12, there's no price change for six or twelve month. Anyways, people were getting really upset about this. They're like, "Why are you? Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Xbox Live has always always been a little bit of a weird." thing like i used to have to pay for it back in high school to play halo with my friends um and it used to be it used to be was it 60 bucks for a year right back yeah. when we were in high school derek and now as of now apparently which i didn't even know this it's 60 bucks for six months and you can't buy it in year increments anymore no, that, that's what the changes was gonna be no apparently that's what it has been it's been that way for a little bit apparently no. No, that's what they said they were going to change it to? Yeah. yeah. In this article, it's the crossed out is going forward, new pricing will be the equivalent of one month, 10.99, three months, 20.99, and six months, 5.99. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the 12 or six month isn't, isn't increasing. So that's just what it was. I think a while back, like a couple of years back, they changed it. So that six month was just $60. Okay, but then you go up to the update, which says that... Uh, new and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today, which includes $60 for a retail 12 months. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's $40 for six months. I think that they might have upped that. Uh, uh, all right. This is a little ago. bit confusing then. It, it used to be $5 a month. And then it was like five times 12 is 60. 
and then I'm pretty sure a couple years ago they did change it so it was like you to force you to buy the 12 months so that you got it cheaper. And I think that's what you're thinking of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyways, everyone was really upset about this. So that same day, uh, Microsoft had announced, hey, uh, just kidding. We're, we're not changing it. And in fact, uh, all free-to-play games are... You don't need gold to play anymore, which I didn't realize that was a thing because that's, that's fucked. Because even uh, on PlayStation and... Uh, I don't know if it works on the Switch, but obviously any game on on PC, you don't need whatever the premium service is. So you didn't yeah. need PS Plus to play free to play games like Fortnite or Apex online. But apparently on Xbox, you still needed a, a live membership, an Xbox yeah. uh, Live Gold membership, which means these free to play games you were still paying sixty bucks a year to play, uh, which is kind of insane. So they decided. Uh, instead of changing these prices, like we said we were going to, we're going to, in fact, keep them exactly the same and make it so that you can play free-to-play games uh, without needing Xbox Live Gold. So, I guess kudos to Xbox for yeah. kind of recognizing and- the discourse in the community and walking it back and then also being like, oh, I guess we'll fix this other shitty thing while we're at it. Yeah, it's like in the end it was net positive, but I am still questioning what made them make the initial decision in the first place. It's right, pr- like, probably higher up people who just want more money. Yeah, That's you know, it always is. the greedy corporations and all that jazz. But it's I, just, it's so, it's just weird. Yeah. It's so weird that it happened in like a day, right? Like that too. One of the in, the <laughs> interesting takes I saw was like it was like either they have like there's like crazy miscommunications problems from the higher ups like on this kind of stuff or this was like the dumbest marketing ploy of all time <laughs> i i honestly feel like it's probably anytime a company a big company in video games is doing like things that the the general community aren't a fan of especially regarding money usually it's higher-ups who don't understand the industry and they just want more money uh, and then like i imagine this happening and then the backlash happened and phil spencer himself was like Yo, guys, we have to undo this because it is it is bad for the video game community. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just weird that they like didn't they not just walked it back, but then they randomly added the and also like I I know people like were bringing that up in their like reasoning as to why this is bullshit because mm-hmm. it was like oh you're now you have to pay you know one hundred twenty dollars a year just to play Fortnite if you want to play Fortnite whatever so that maybe that's why they threw it in there too because they saw were, like oh yeah. People are also pissed about that, but that, that makes sense. I mean, I I get the like. The, I hundred percent see the reasoning behind their move, and it was to like make uh, Game Pass Ultimate more like um, appealing. Because like, oh, if I'm gonna pay one hundred twenty dollars a year, I might as well just pay for Game Pass Ultimate. Um, mm. And it just completely backfired on them. Yeah, I, I definitely think that was their their big goal was like to try to f- get more people to get Game Pass because if you get Ultimate, which is already fifteen dollars a month, it comes with Xbox Live Gold, right? Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense that they were like, "Oh, just give us five more dollars a month, and you'll get Gold and all of these games." So maybe that's what their grand plan was. Like, oh, we'll just bump this up and kind of get more people to who aren't on Game Pass yet to go to Game Pass. But, yeah. And that's that's another thing is I'm wondering like who's still paying for gold but doesn't have Game Pass like who's that big of an Xbox fan 
that doesn't have Game Pass. That just seems silly to me at this point, you know. But my guess is like the perennial FIFA and Call of Duty players who yeah. are That's the thing is they why isn't like a base level of Game Pass just included in gold? Like, you know? Basically. I don't know what you would cut out. Like, probably I mean, the EA, it, it is EA game and P- it is base Xbox. Like, well, is I, Xbox I, Game Pass included in gold? It's the other way around. Gold is included. Oh, so you're saying like the base here, not the ultimate Game Pass edition? Yeah, yeah I, it's I, like I like they say in this article, like Xbox Live has been around 18 years. So there's a lot of people who probably have had Xbox Live their whole lives and haven't. They're not rooted in the game gaming scene, so they don't know what Game Pass is, but they still pay for Xbox Live, you know? Yeah. They just never canceled their like, subscription. Why not just give those people, like, oh, hey, like, here you go. Here's some free games. And it, I don't know. It just seems like free marketing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they, they need, like, a trial version of Game Pass for to go with gold to get, like... I feel like that's, like, the best decision, not making Xbox Live more expensive. <laughs> yeah. It seems they learned something from it. Yeah, in, in the end, watch. it's net positive. So I guess that's a win in itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, if, if, if anything, this has prevented... This could prevent PlayStation from upping PS Plus price. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Fair, right. Yeah. I, can't I, don't, I don't doubt that they might still go through with it in, in the event. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, during the Resident Evil showcase last week, uh, Andrew was hyping up the fact that he thought that there was going to be a Resident Evil 4 remake announcement, and there wasn't, and we were all a little bit sad, but it turns out there may be a pretty big reason as to why we didn't see a Resident Evil 4 remake announcement, and that is apparently because that there's been some struggles during the development of said Resident Evil 4 remake. And that they are basically shifting it from um, a Division 2 team in Capcom to a Division 1. So uh, an internal team who has been working on Resident Evil and Devil May Cry games is now being brought up to lead the Resident Evil 4 remake project. And basically, I I think they said start from scratch, right? Or, I don't, or revamp no. it. Yeah, I think it was they were just gonna like uh, being it's being they, partially rebooted is what I'm reading. Yeah, like the, the 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 game direction might be changing a little bit, but I think like they're not. It's not like they have to like scrap assets. Like yeah, I, um, it seems like they just may, might might be making some changes to what's going on, but they don't have you know like the game that's there is usable. Mm. The yeah. story, or not, not the story. I'm gonna say the story might. The story is probably gonna change, but may, like maybe the the overall. Uh, I don't. Uh, I want to say that the thing, the article I was reading was talking about how the original team that was making it was the team that made RE3, and they were going full like we are trying to make this as as similar to the as the original as possible because of the backlash about re3 and i think that what like that wasn't enough it sounded like that wasn't enough for capcom and they're like no we like want it like this has got to be bigger than just got to be more like yeah it's got to be a lot more and uh it sounds like maybe they either that team is going to get moved to something else or uh yeah it sounds like they want to bring the a team on and get the b team off yeah 
which makes sense because I yeah. think Resident Evil Four obviously is the most well loved of all the Resident Evils. I feel, <laughs> although you could probably make yeah. a case for Resident Evil Two remake at this point. Uh, right, yeah, that's true. But Resident Evil Four is one of the most beloved Resident Evil games, so they want to mm-hmm. make sure they get this right. Um, and having just played Resident Evil Four, I, I imagine you're all pretty excited about a remake, like a bigger, more in-depth version of that game. Yeah, that could be a really prettier cool version, especially uh, after having seen. Uh, did any of you end up playing the the Maiden demo for Resident Evil Village? I have uh, not. I nope. haven't yet. No. No. Uh, I didn't play it myself i did watch a full playthrough of it the visuals are absolutely fucking stunning in that oh my god just like if you ever plan on playing it if you intend on playing it do it soon or watch someone else play it and just just look at the details and the beauty of that castle it is insane um that re engine is absolutely crazy so watching that and then thinking about all of the locations from resident evil four being in that high level of fidelity got me really excited. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, so hopefully this is, while it sucks that, uh, this game, which has as a reminder, never been confirmed to actually be in the works. These are all (laughs) just, uh, I think I read a thing saying, uh, Jason Schreier had some Intel on it which is usually uh, like a guarantee that that is fact. It's very rare that he doesn't get true information. Um, So, but it it is for the best if they are saying, Hey, let's, let's kind of take a look at this and make it better than what it was going to be. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So from one hat game to the next, Looks like they're going to be making a new Knights of the Old Republic game, apparently. That would be yeah. really cool. Yeah, uh, and it's not going to be made by EA or BioWare. But Good. no one no one has, <laughs> has put a developer's name on it. Um, let's see. This was on a podcast called The Bespin Bulletin, <laughs> which is an awesome name for a podcast. Uh, there, there's an episode where they said there is a new KOTOR game in development and you'll never guess who the studio is making the game. Amongst my digging, I heard there's a Knights of the Old Republic project in development somewhere. <laughs> uh, I talked to a couple people and I also found out that Jason Schreier said that it's not EA and we'll never guess what studio is making the game. Oh, there's Jason Schreier again. Um, <laughs> what? Bespin Bulletin is a person. <laughs> Not a podcast. B what? The podcast is B O B the podcast. There's... Best Ben Bulletin is a person on that podcast. He's not Did like he change his name? What? What? I don't know, Jeff. Best I'm, just... been... I'm reading. <laughs> That's a fucking person's name? <laughs> yes, Jeff. What? <laughs> <laughs> What is this podcast about? I don't know. Stuff. Their latest episode talks oh. about WandaVision, Snyder Cuts, and KOTOR. Okay. The Bestman Bulletin is a Twitter account. 
and they had the person who makes that Twitter account on the podcast. Okay, I was gonna say, there's no fucking way in the world that someone <laughs> is named Bespin I mean, Bulletin. In, I mean, in the description of that show, it says Bespin Bulletin discusses whatever he feels like with, uh, oh god, Nick, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce that name. Uh, but it re- specifically referred to him as a he, so I thought... I, I'm definitely guessing that they they use the Twitter name because if if it was, uh, we have you know John uh, Smith Frovo on the podcast and that was like everyone's like who the fuck is that like oh he's the Bestman Bulletin it's like well why didn't you just put Bestman Bulletin in that's what we know him as you know okay anyways <laughs> apparently there's a new Kotar game on the horizon someone's making it it's not. Uh, it's not EA. It's not Bioware. They said we're never gonna guess. So boys, we're all gonna take a guess. And if someone's right, uh, that person wins Calzone. So do you want to take? Do you want to take oh bets boy. on who is making the new Kotor game? Nintendo. Okay. It's not, and, it's not Nintendo. That's not my uh, guess. Um, right. <laughs> uh, the new Lucas Lucasfilm Arts, whatever it's called, Lucasfilm Studios. Well, th- those are just publishers. Those aren't developers. Oh, okay, it's a public- okay, developers yeah. then. Uh oh, I don't know. I'm trying to, for a reason, I'm blanking on like developer names. Uh, I'm gonna guess Yacht Club. <laughs> <laughs> they said I'd never guess. Well, guess what? Jokes on you, um, idiots. Sure, I'm gonna guess. Um. I'm like trying to think of developer names. Whoever, whoever developed, uh, it'll come to me. Okay. Do you have a guess, Derek? So, here's my thinking: is there's three developers that people would automatically assume. One of them would be Bioware because they made the first one. The other would be Obsidian because I believe they made the second one. Correct. And the third would probably be like Bethesda. So since we're not going to guess, it's definitely not those three. My guess is it's Square. Yo. Okay. Okay. I I get behind that. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Adam or Andrew, do you guys have guesses? Nah, I'm going to stay out of this one. I just I have no good idea. I'm going to say Capcom. That's, okay. I think that's a, another solid guess. I think it could be like a JRPG developer. All right. Capcom. What if it's Square. Atlas? Oh, Atlas. My God. That would be a good one. Yo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, exciting stuff for KOTOR. Uh, hopefully we see. And there would be canon obviously, and then therefore inevitably introduced in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. All right. We Andrew, you, Andrew wanted to talk about this. Vicarious Visions has merged into Blizzard. Yeah. Andrew, take it away. Well, we all know Vicarious Visions. Uh, I, that name always stuck out to me when I was a kid because it was in a lot of Crash games. Um, mm-hmm. And so Vicarious Visions is the team behind uh, many beloved you know, remakes and newer games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 and the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. They also have their hands in stuff like Call of Duty and Guitar Hero and Skylanders and Destiny and Spider-Man. Like, they've been doing a lot of things for Activision over the years, and now they're 
they've they're being merged into the blizzard side of activision blizzard so now we're probably going to see them work on games like overwatch and world of warcraft uh which i think is pretty fucking disappointing so i have a different take on this news um i had been reading about how blizzard is very unhappy with being part of activision uh, and I think this could be part of a move to separate from Activision. And I think Vicarious Visions also wants to be out. And that's maybe why this deal or this this kind of move went on, is it's kind of like, a, hmm, well, why don't you come be a part of us for a little bit? And uh, we'll try to get out of here <clears throat> together. Um, so I think, well, I, I think this could be, a good thing in the long run. I just think it sucks that the that they won't be able to work on any of those franchises anymore, right? Like, like they could have been the people who made more like remakes of stuff because all of their remakes so far have been really good. See, I, I yeah, I guess I'm hoping that maybe they get to work on like their own IPs. I'd love to see something new for like they they obviously do a really good job. Um, some of the content they made for Destiny was like the best uh, content that has come out, um, and it'd be cool to like see them get their own IP to work on. Um, obviously, like that's a little hopeful that they you're probably right and that they're probably going to end up working on some piece of something Blizzard, but I hope. I hope it means they get to do, at least do their own thing and are done making remakes. I don't know, like it, it's like yeah, like they, they make such good remakes, or they've made they they did the Crash games and like yeah. they've done really good work on existing IPs. But I always you know I always want to see teams be able to get the chance to uh, like make do their own stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I think some of our like some of the. Um, some of the biggest, not biggest, but like some of the most exciting games that have come out in like the past few years are like, have been teams that used to make just like, you know, small IPs or like work on like licensed games or worked on ports, like being able to like branch out and give a, a their own IP a try. And uh, I, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. I want to see something original from them. They have some talented developers, like, let yeah. them make a triple A game. And I hope I hope that your assessment is correct because that would I think be the the preferred scenario because what I right, fear right. is going to happen is that Blizzard is is gonna just force them into irrelevancy by making them work on Blizzard IPs and like like if it makes those IPs better, then sure, great. Like I'll love for Overwatch two to be really fucking good or whatever, or whatever they end up working on. You know, whether it's you know world of warcraft or i don't even know any other blizzard games hearthstone so here's yeah. the Hello. thing i feel like blizzard isn't in a good spot right now and a lot of their ips haven't been performing well over the last several like since overwatch people haven't been happy with blizzard with the exception of maybe this last world of warcraft expansion derek i know you were you were always a pretty big blizzard fan right uh yeah and i i feel like the the biggest thing that people weren't happy about was the Warcraft three, like remastered thing. Yeah, wasn't it terrible? Uh, I think the thing that people weren't happy about was that it replaced the original game on their systems, and now you can't play like the original anymore. 
unless you like have like a pirated or disc version. Mm. Um, but I I still feel like like I think the latest WoW stuff has been pretty well received. Uh, Classic was very very well received, um, despite the in- initial like hatred towards diablo immortal i think it's actually like people are start actually liking it a lot um in the at least in like what the alpha that it's in uh so i think it seems like there's i guess there's, there might be a loud minority right now that's like ew just, you know blizzard sucks they're doing terrible but i think they're actually doing pretty well okay yeah i mean they, they got their ups and downs. Like, I know Shadowlands is pretty okay. My roommate's been playing that. I got buddies who are still really into classic. I do. The only thing I can really add to that is I know for so on Hearthstone, I still play that a little bit now and again. And they switched it to they switched their like rewards track to something similar to how League of Legends does their TFT pass. And yeah. one of the bigger complaints about it was like it just takes too long. And so I know that next expansion, they're pretty much changing it so that you're going to get pretty much twice the rewards for the same amount of experience. So hmm. so they, there was a lot of criticism based on the way they went through with that, and it's already received some changes, and they're going to be overhauling it already to make it more worth your time to play. Well, yeah, I just feel like a lot of Blizzard's IP and business practice in the last five years outside of Overwatch has been so massively unappealing to me that even if Vicarious Visions gets their feet in to any of those, it won't really change the way I feel about it unless they end up doing a new IP, like you said, Derek, and, and having it be like maybe as big as Overwatch was. Yeah, for all we know, this could be something just completely new that'll blow all yeah. our minds. We can only hope. Yeah, for sure. Um... Okay, let's talk about Konami. So Konami had made an announcement uh, saying that they were going to have an internal restructure in which three production divisions will be dissolved, but have denied that it is shutting down its gaming production after fans and media began speculating about the move. So obviously, Konami has been a bit of a weird company as of late. Uh, initially they made a lot of very good video games but they have in recent years transitioned to making pachinko machines basically exclusively um so they people were like oh this is the end of konami's games um and konami had a response basically saying uh where's the quote um uh, sorry. The move has been made to allow for games to be developed more nimbly. Uh, the production departments will report directly to upper management, allowing them to respond quickly to the market. So basically what they're saying is they're cutting out kind of middlemen within their company to allow development to be more streamlined. So it's actually a good thing in the end. Uh, so, yeah, initially people were thinking, oh, no, we're never getting any Konami games ever again. Konami's done making video games. But instead now they're saying that it will just be a smoother process for them. I don't know. How how do you feel about that? Because I feel like Konami hasn't put out any games recently. What was the last game that Konami put out? 
Yeah, I was I was gonna ask the same I'm, thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I, I feel I like it's been a while since they've been so since they've been prominent. You know, I think it was Metal Gear Survive. Was that the last? Well, they they put out football games every year called E Football PES. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's PES like, is like their biggest franchise, I think. Yeah, which is uh, it's like the only competitor to uh, FIFA. FIFA, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like football games there's a Yu-Gi-Oh game for phones skell attack is a game here that i'm seeing uh i don't know yeah just all small things pixel puzzle collection another Yu-Gi-Oh phone game okay so i i looked it up real quick so according this is just from wikipedia so like mm-hmm. under list of konami games the last two entries i can see like were uh in 2019 Prevolution soccer 2020 Okay. That was the only thing in 2019. In 2018, it was Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. That was it. So, well, yeah, not much. So, so I think the the big things here is that Konami owns the rights to a few very very big popular video game franchises. They own the rights to Metal Gear. They own the rights to Contra. They own the rights to Castlevania. Um. So, and people want to see more from these franchises. Uh, as far as I know, people weren't super happy with Metal Gear Survive. Uh, Contra, I didn't, I don't even know anything about Contra Rogue Corps, Corpse. Um, and then Castlevania, we haven't gotten a fucking new Castlevania game since the DS. Um, actually, no, I think they made Lords of Shadow was one of the last ones they made, which was like the 3D one on PS3 and Xbox 360. But anyways, do you think this is a sign that we're going to be able to get new new games in these franchises anytime soon or do you think it's just going to like the status quo isn't going to change and we're just not going to see anything interesting from Konami still? I mean, what I would hope for is if they're trying to streamline it, maybe it's their way of saying like because if they've been doing a lot of mobile games, like you got to maybe think like, was that more of a business decision of like, oh hey, mobile games are cheap to make and they'll make us money, but maybe now with this it'll be more like, okay, now make the games people will actually want to play. So that's what I'm kind of hoping we might be able to see. You know, yeah. get away from the mobile version, which economically in business sense, yeah, you might make money off of that, but doesn't do much for your image if it's not the games people want to be playing. Mm. I don't. Know. I don't- I don't think we're going to get any, like, I don't think there's going to be a AAA title from them ever again. Ever? You think it's just done? Yeah, I think I think they're done. I think everything's either going to be a, re- a port of an old game, an old, like, we're not, I don't think there's gonna, they're going to make a new Castlevania or a new, def- they're definitely not going to make a new Metal Gear. Uh, I Yeah, I think it's all just going to be just either remakes or ports or not even, I don't even think remakes, HD remasters maybe. Like I think, I think Konami is on its way out. Uh, that hurts my soul. I, yeah, I think the only good franchises, the only chance of those franchises like coming back is if they license it out to another de- developer. I mean, I would love for them to do that. Like, just give right. the, the Metal Gear license to someone. Give the Castlevania license to someone. Yeah. Uh, could you could you imagine a modern Castlevania game? Could you imagine like Yacht Club making yeah, a Castlevania game? Yeah, it's called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah, I mean, which is the guy who made Castlevania, uh, but it's just you know, it's just not quite the same. Yeah. Um, 
but anyways yeah i unfortunately kind of have a similar feeling to you derek that it's just that's the end konami like we're never going to see konami be a big name in games ever again yeah it's unfortunate all right last news thing derek what the fuck is going on with game stock <laughs> game stop and the stock markets uh so well, so here's my precursor. I I'm aware that something is happening. I at, by the time I realized how big apparently this is, I was like, okay, I'm not even gonna bother looking into it. I'll just have someone explain it to me on the podcast. Even my brother texted me, he's like, hey, you seeing this shit with GameStop and the stock market? So this is like, and I I think I saw a headline on like NBC or something. So this is like transcending into mainstream media. But I have yeah. no idea what's happening. So what exactly is going on? So I'll try to do this as as brief and concise as I I can because it's like <laughs> ex, like every hour this gets more and more weird. But yeah, the I last think like, day has been nuts. Yeah, we're we're not a uh, 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 a stock podcast, so I don't think we need to get too too into like the stock things. I think the most important things are what is actually going on with GameStop itself that kind of started nothing. this. <laughs> GameStop, so, GameStop themselves haven't really done anything. Right. They have done nothing. But uh, the former CEO and co-founder of Chewy.com, okay. Ryan Cohen is his name, uh, just he basically... Hold on. Uh, I'm sure he. Uh, I don't think I can find it. But uh, anyway, so he uh, bought a large amount of shares in GameStop in November. Okay. Um, and enough to get him, I think, a seat on the board of directors. And basically, then after like talking with the board of directors a ton, trying to get them to like make some changes. He wrote a public letter to the board of directors, basically saying this is like what, this is why the company is failing and this is where it can go. And it basically forced the board of directors hand to like pay attention to him. Um, and then I think he was then able to replace another like two or three seats on the board of directors uh and so this started it all okay um and it basically i think his plan is to basically turn gamestop into an e-commerce site uh like chewy.com um where there is no stores anymore everything's just done online um and which i was talking about a lot with dante that would be awesome yeah that's actually not a terrible idea yeah, like a store you can go to where to get all of your gaming related needs, like pretty cool. Uh, I think it, basically it would it's it's the competitor. It'd be like the competitor to Amazon, where like oh, I don't want to buy my new games on Amazon. Like this this place, Chewy or not Chewy, <laughs> GameStop will like deliver day up. You know, like that's the yeah. whole idea. Is I think. Um, uh, like I know Chewy, a lot of the stuff is that you can like 
one order from anywhere well not anywhere there's like tons and tons of products like more than your local pet store or whatever and then like you can set up recurring orders and stuff like that i don't know how that would work with gamestop but i'm sure they would figure out a way to do it but anyways this guy's like an e-commerce genius uh like chewy became like a huge company and so people think he might be able to turn around gamestop then it cuts into like the complicated stock stuff um so basically i think it started as the stock started rising this guy showed up on reddit with the username deep fucking value mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he had invested fifty three thousand dollars into gamestop back when it was like four maybe less than four dollars like i think it was really really low like back it was like before the pandemic when they were still struggling mm. and then i think he invested more when they dropped even lower but anyways he, so basically showing uh that he had he's now and he was like starting to make almost uh, over or he might have been over a million dollars at that point and so like people were like this is incredible you're incredible i can't believe you like held on to the stock for that long like you're crazy like you're you're my role model kind of thing <laughs> so as the stock started jumping up more and more, he became more notorious. More people on the the Reddit uh, like were like, "Oh, I'm gonna get in on it too," kind of thing. And then this is where it like gets into the stock market shit, and this is where it gets super complicated. And this and I think this all happened within the past like two or three weeks, basically. And it has to do with hedge funds trying to short the stock. Yep. Um, and basically they were over they were shorting more than they actually could afford if they if they if the stock like didn't short didn't go down and yeah. so somehow people caught on to this specifically the subreddit wall street bets and people were like we have to like let's invest like it's going to create this thing called a short squeeze and so that's why basically people just started buying the stock like crazy to fuck over these hedge funds and now it's just gone way way too big and now it's become like not only like a way for people to make like people are making tons of money off of this normal people are making tons of money these hedge funds are losing billions of dollars and now like uh politicians are getting involved because um companies that uh brokers are were turned off the ability to buy gamestop stock today and it's all it's like oh you know they're all in league with each other they're all you know the billionaires only want to feed the billionaire it was it's it's pretty crazy yeah. uh <laughs> it's pretty <Jesus>. wild <laughs> so, so in summary a bunch of redditors are fucking over a bunch of billionaires yeah, yeah, that's kind of through GameStop, through the GameStop stock. Whoa. So in the end, it really has nothing to do with GameStop. It just and... happens to be the the yeah the catalyst. Like, this could have happened to any stock, and it just happened to Pepsi. be GameStop. That yeah, it could have happened to well, no, kept Pep- it couldn't happen to Pepsi. It was just but an like, example, Derek. <laughs> it's I'm, kind I'm of just... happening, I think, with AMC, the theater company, but not as much as GameStop. So GameStop it would have happened. Like the main focus. It would have had to have happened to a company that was kind of like on the out specifically, right? It like wasn't doing well. You can't do this to yeah. a, a, like a a company that's doing well in the stock market, right? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. you would have had to because the, it was going to go down. Yeah, because the idea is that the hedge fund wants to borrow stocks from them and then sell it back to them at a lower price. Yeah. But when the redditors jumped in, they caused the stock 
to go to jump so that higher. the stock that they had intended to sell back at a lower price they ended up would have having to sell back at a much higher price because the rule with shorting or there's whatever this borrowing thing is is that they like by law have to give the stock back at some point so oh. the, at, a, at a certain point they had borrowed like 140 percent of their stocks like they'd borrowed more than they were physically able to give back yeah so Jeez. when yeah so by the time the stock you know so so dramatically rose in price they ended up like being at billion dollar deficits so the, the, they've been like bailed out by other like broker like it's i think it's, it's just one specific firm is like really really in in the shit and yeah so is gamestop gonna gain anything from this in the end oh they're making tons of money off of this oh so they are making money oh in, in some in some way or form they will they are making money out of this yeah that's awesome i think i saw that like they're like the top 500 companies in the world now because of this wow that's yeah because because not only has the like we haven't really stated how just how absurd their stock prices are like that like they've at least quintupled the gamestop's all-time stock price high in like the last week yeah i'm looking at this uh as of january 25th it was 82.50 a share yeah where previously yeah it was like around four dollars a share I think the the Friday before it was around sixty dollars, and I think it started that day, that Friday at thirty dollars. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's what was the what was the high at some point, or like it, their all time high was like something like forty five, right? Before that, yeah, it was like forty five dollars, and that and yeah, hundred something uh, this morning. It hit four. It hit four twenty sixty nine at some point. Yeah, it, it like it before it tanked. <laughs> that's where. Uh, it was. Yeah. I think right now. Let me see. And the, the the insane part about it is that, like, apparently in the last twenty four hours from when we're recording this, it tanked again, and but it's still at two hundred dollars, which is four times the amount of their you know all time high of yeah. the stock price. It's currently around three hundred and thirty seven dollars, uh, which it started today at three hundred and. Um, it's oh, it's technically started today at two hundred and seventy-four, but um, I think the pre-market stuff kind of—I don't know—it's—it's. It's, I've learned a lot about this over the past couple days because, yeah, I'm, like following it a ton. Um, I might have uh, a share or two. Wait, uh, did you actually the- buy a share of GameStop? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a couple. So, have you made any money off of this? Uh, yes. How much money? <laughs> um, more than. Let's just say I think I am up seven. Hold on, how much, Derek? Give it to us this way. How much money in GameStop store credit could you get with the amount of money you made by buying stock? Is that a workaround just to ask how much money it is? <laughs> no, because based, the joke is that it'll be significantly less. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like if you're trading in a game, like if Derek, if Derek made like two hundred dollars in stock, then he would get like forty dollars in store credit. I understand what you're saying. Okay, wait, how much money did you make off of this? <laughs> yeah, stop, stop avoiding the question. I, I'm up two hundred and forty-three percent. And, and you bought question. two. How, what did you buy your stocks at, <laughs> <laughs> Derek? 
currently, the market value of my shares is three thousand. What? It's going down now, but uh, so yeah, are, you I, are you gonna sell? Uh, no, I I am in this for the long haul. Oh, you're sticking it out. I want to see what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, you the know, whole thing is that the hedge funds have try have been like really trying to get people to sell their stock because yeah. they're like, uh, wait, guys, it was just a joke. Haha, we want our money back. Uh, but the like the community is standing firm and being like, no, fuck you. Like, why is it a problem when the poor people? you know, manipulate the stock market, but not when the billionaires do it. Yeah, I, I just saw an amazing AOC tweet. Uh, that's Alexandria. Oh, I can never pronounce the middle one. Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, Ocasio she said, gotta admit, it's really something to see Wall Streeters with a long history of treating our economy as a casino complain about a message board of posters also treating the market as a casino. <laughs> Uh, and now, and now, users of the app Robinhood, which is like a stock trading app, have filed such, a class and, action lawsuit against the company for restricting the transactions. Also, just the fact that the the app is named Robinhood and that this is what's happening with it is yeah. pretty, yeah, right? pretty great. <laughs> just want to point that out. Wow, what a fucking story! And now it's like hitting CNBC, and obviously they're fucking like completely misrepresenting all parties involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, pretty wild. I saw, I read a thing here that said House uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Psaki said Biden's economic team is monitoring the situation. <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah, there was official announcement by the presidential campaign. Yeah, this is going to have some kind of uh, repercussions to the, like in some way. Hopefully, in favor of us, the normal people, and not in favor of the already like billionaire uh wall street people but uh yeah it's quite it's quite the <laughs> it's it's hilarious too because since it's gamestop the entire gaming community is suddenly involved right yeah. and like so now all my timelines and and fucking social media feeds are filled with like gaming personalities like suddenly knowing things about the stock market and and, and like it's insane. Yeah, it's I've I've seen like a couple uh a couple people that I follow like on Twitch like having streams of talking about this kind of stuff. <laughs> like to, to, to like 12-year-old kids most likely, which is the crazy thing. <laughs> that's that's absolutely crazy. I love it. I think it. one of the one of the ultimate life lessons here is don't challenge Reddit on things. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently someone Reddit. Someone on CNBC apparently referred to Reddit as the deep web. So <laughs> this is how far it's gotten. Oh yeah, the the mainstream media is going to try to is trying to spin this as like this crazy like I think they're saying like it was hacking like it's all they're trying to like spin this as weird as just so, like to get the people who to prevent people who like don't know anything from like trying to gain any significant knowledge on it, but it's too late at this point. So to, yeah, right. tomorrow's supposed to be the big day. What big day? Uh, I think tomorrow's when a lot of the I think the short contracts end. So like something has to happen. Like these hedge funds have to buy stock back. Oh, uh, so, so you think they're just gonna lose a shit ton of money? Yeah, and it like it could go back up. And supposedly a lot of the brokers that blocked buying of it's because it's not just the crazy thing is it's not just GameStop. There's a bunch of uh bunch of other stocks involved like amc i think is one of nokia 
blackberry like there's a i think is a, a couple of them that like are also experiencing similar things on a much smaller scale but they like stopped all the trading and they're supposed to open it back up tomorrow because i think they're gonna they, like these companies are gonna see some kind of legal action if they don't <laughs> Damn. Uh, especially aoc is going to be up on twitch in about 45 minutes to discuss it with twitch so oh really wow. i don't know what's going to come up of that <laughs> uh but well in the end of this, I want I want to know how much money you make. You don't have to say it on the podcast if that makes you uncomfortable, yeah. but I want you to and personally I, tell me. I also want you to know that I'm really mad that you didn't like text us, hey, like, hey, go buy GameStop. Yeah, stock. why didn't you say, hey, go buy GameStop? Stock? I would yeah, absolutely I, do. I fucking would have loved to make a quick three thousand, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, I was like talking about that with Dante all week, and I like was contemplating. It, tell it, like if I should tell him or not that I actually did because we were just like talking about it and he was like man no man I wish I did it I wish I did it and I was like yeah I'd, I'd made a dumb like late night decision and did it <laughs> oh, <laughs> and little did you know working out <laughs> yeah seriously yeah I yeah I I don't recommend it it's at uh, this point no I mean it not like now a idea. well I don't recommend ever ever following uh investing advice from a non uh, professional in- investor. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, do not listen to anything uh, I say. <laughs> except about video games. Actually, yeah, not even. Except about video games. Actually. Uh, okay. That's it for news. What a doozy. <laughs> Jesus what Christ. What the heck? Um, the truth is just stranger than fiction, I feel, this yeah, year. It's also, been a month. I, I mean, think if I've you told me that GameStop of all fucking places is going to be the the catalyst of overturning corporate america then uh i would have i would have laughed in your face you know power to the players andrew oh my fucking god <laughs> there it uh, is all right there it is. what what games have we been playing lately anyone anyone playing that's anything new or interesting not, not really no adam nothing new <laughs> the stock market <laughs> yeah, i've been playing the game of the stock damn it just about to make that joke Derek. Uh, what about you, Derek? Anything new or interesting? Uh, no, all I have been playing is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've noticed. Wow, still, um, still fun, still enjoying. I'm, I'm 60 hours in, uh, and I, I hit the point where it's like I can't not. I gotta finish you just, it. Right? Yeah, you have some cost fallacy at this point. Yeah, so I'm hoping, hopefully, maybe next week i'll be done but with it i don't know i i'm like i, I the, the worst part is i feel like hit this point in the story where i don't it just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere mm. and so like i don't know how close i am to beating the game other than that like my level is starting to reach what seems like is the max um like the i don't know like it it I guess in hindsight, like the story isn't wasn't really that like all like there's obviously a story that you're playing, but like uh, I think I've said it before, like a lot of the game is just like going to these individual areas and playing out like this little kind of story there, and eventually like you know it's like oh they're committed to your cause or whatever, and there's obviously because it's Assassin's Creed, there's like a story with the the Templars, or in this case, it's the Order of the Ancients, which is what they were before they were the Templars. And so, but it's like the only progress that 
seems to be going towards that part of the story is that like through every single one of these little like side quests or whatever that I've done or the, you know, these, uh, what do they actually call them? The, the territories I've pledged to and everything that like occasionally you kill a couple of the members of the order. And like, I, I think I only have like six or so left. So it's like, it feels like the game is coming to an end soon, but like the overall arc of, I guess, Eivor's like story doesn't, it just, I don't know where I am in it. I don't, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, hmm. The most satisfying story I think so far has been a character that you play as that i don't know how they're connected to avor yet but they're clearly connected to avor in some way and it has like a nice cool storyline to it and i i'm finally at like at the end of that storyline and um it seems like it's going to pay off nicely and i think it's going to finally connect to avor storyline but it's just like i want to finish this game because i want to know what happens but the game hasn't done a good job of like keeping everything together which is weird because they said that like this is going to be the most like concise they said it was going to be like on the shorter end of the games and then it's i'm i'm 60 hours in and i'm not even i don't even feel like i'm like i feel like i'm like halfway done (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) when i was playing it it didn't feel like it was really going anywhere or doing anything interesting um yeah granted i didn't get super far in but like the, the, I will say, like the little, the little quests that you do for each area are interesting of themselves because the characters are somewhat interesting and, uh, and like they're fun to, um, inter, I guess interact with. Or like sometimes they pay off very nicely, and they usually in some way like culminate in you, like having to make a decision that kind of affects the world in a way. Uh, in one of them, if it's like if you kill this guy. If you don't kill this certain guy, he'll show up again later and like try to kill, or he might like kill someone or something. Like it's, they there's little moments like that that like make the game fun and worth like oh this is this is cool. But it's like nothing seems I don't know maybe it'll all like culminate in this grant. Like I guess the best uh, analogy is like I'm each story is like I'm playing my own Marvel movie. And, like, maybe Avengers Endgame is going to happen at some point, you know? But, like, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know it's coming and nothing is leading towards it. Except, like, these tiny little possible hints here and there. So an after credits scene? Yeah, like, Hmm. a small after credits. Yeah, like, some little things happening that says, like, like, this. I did this thing where you save your brother and, like in between going to one place or another, he like gets really mad at you. And it's like, Ooh, that's going to pay off in 30 hours. Maybe, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So yeah, we'll see. I I will give a solid verdict as I, when I finish it, but so far, yeah. When, (laughs) if I had known it was going to be this long going into it, I don't know if I would have played it. Really? Yeah. That's hmm. like the big complaint I've heard. It's just, it's just too freaking long. Yeah, like, like uh, if there's one complaint, that's it. Odyssey and Origins were long, but like the story had a point. Like Origins is like you're getting revenge for the death of your son. Like it pays off at some point. Odyssey, like I guess, well, no, you're trying to save your sibling. Like it's it it's all 
it all has a point but this is just like you're in england and you just want to live here now yeah you just you just went to england yeah <laughs> i guess the, the game could have ended when we got to england we made it <laughs> we're vikings yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't help that like 90 percent of the targets you kill for the order of the agent stuff like don't seem to matter in any way other than just like here's another person to kill and that kind of stinks yeah that sucks so, um that's all you've been playing though yeah that's uh what else did i play we played uh, some left 4 dead 2 we played some left 4 dead 2 that's did. i think always that's the great. only other thing always fun Derek was using a grenade launcher always scary yeah it's always fun though it's always so much fun <laughs> um all i've been playing is persona 5 royal still uh i am now at 111 and a half hours oh god oh god <laughs> yeah did i have the main game yet I don't know. I have I beat Shido, which I don't know if he's the final boss or not. I'm in December. I'll never tell. You won't tell. That's the thing. Is like <laughs> I don't I don't know. It just keeps going. Right. Uh, the, the game you is will, making you it, will know. The game is making it seem like this is the final boss, but I don't believe that. Uh, and even if after I beat the final boss, there's all of the the royal third semester there's stuff. There's the third semester, and I don't know how long that is. I don't know if that's like a ten hour thing or if it's like another full fucking third of the game. And like that's another forty to sixty hours. I don't know. So I'm still going, but games are starting to release. Uh, I was actually I was planning on playing some of the medium tonight, which I'm going to be reviewing for the site, but my Xbox had an update, so therefore it didn't download. Uh, when I told it to, like I tried to program it from my phone at work to download, did not work. Uh, so I am downloading that currently, or I was downloading it before the podcast. So I'll probably start playing that in the upcoming week. And I also want to play Cyber Shadow at some point, but I have not started it yet. But right now, it's still all Persona all the time, and I, I'm still loving every minute of it. It's it's really, it's great. It's doing some pretty great things with the story in the last uh, palace that I went through. So I caught up to the flashback. So the game opens with Mm -hmm. a flashback or like a time, like something happening. And then you are like going back in time and playing the events up until that moment. So I've gotten past that, which is cool. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of that game is getting past the, the, or catching up to the present day. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, So I'm still really loving it. And basically half of my Saturdays every week just goes to persona. I wake up and I play until like two o'clock when I'm like, okay, I should probably do some sort of housework, go run errands or something. Um, so yeah, persona baby. What about you, Andrew? Well, I did start cyber shadow. This nice. Um, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to like, be wowed by it because i just played the messenger last Within summer last year yeah yeah and those are basically like the same game conceptually where they're like spiritual successors to classic ninja gaiden mm. um but from what i can tell so far is that it's like a better take on that reconceptualization because the messenger i think was bold in its choice to like fucking flip the script on the gameplay formula halfway through the game and i think if executed correctly then that would have been better but as we've discussed they kind of flubbed it a little bit hmm. so with cyber shadow they at least as from what i've played so far don't do that and it's just a bona fide platformer you know nice um 
So in that regard, I think it it like executes on what it's trying to do better. Um, and it's and it's obviously you know very hyper stylized, almost eight slash sixteen bit. Uh, it, we should really just call it pixel art because it's not like it's not 16 bit no, but yeah there's no such thing as bits anymore in yeah video exactly games. they're so that's just the art style they're choosing yeah gotcha. but it's very stylized uh the soundtrack is also that style as well so um yeah it's pretty cool solid and then i uh i played a little more dark souls 2 but not a not a ton um because i am stuck <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah uh, I haven't played a shit ton of video games this week because it's been it's been tired, <laughs> been busy with other stuff. Yeah. So uh, we have gotten back to playing Smash every day at work, or that's true. Days every weekend. We're having, having fun. <laughs> yeah, the most fun we've had playing Smash in years. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're having a blast. We're laughing. Every yeah, every every single session is just a big giggle fest. Like we're just, <laughs> we're just clowning on each other. Yeah, we've discovered. So I've been picking up Fox, which is the I think the main uh, kind of hand in all of this is because Fox's like style just creates these frenetic paced matches where like the Fo- the Fox Falco matchup is especially very fun because in essence the two characters are trying to do the same thing, but they're they. Jeff and I discovered that they're essentially the same character, but catered to both of our playstyles. So Fox is like is super fast and you know execution heavy, whereas Falco is a little bit slower and um, more and more about based. zone control. Yeah. Uh, but since those characters are essentially trying to do the same thing, there will be long strings of the two of us just kind of like like almost martial arts fighting with each other in an, in one spot for like 10 seconds before yeah, there's one of like us fucking like, gets Dragon a Ball Z fights. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so yeah, it's been really fun. I agree. So I've been enjoying enjoying Smash again. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, if that's all everyone's got, then let's take a Wait, break. Wait, I just remembered why I haven't played any video games cuz I've been playing fucking League of Legends. Oh shit, you have been playing a shit ton of League of Legends. How's that? Yeah. Uh, New yeah. season new you i I hit gold nice um otherwise like what am i doing (laughs) why am i playing league of legends andrew and i have played a lot together this week and we i keep asking why do we play this yeah it's just like i don't know man it's like it's like how smash used to be with us where it's like the idea of playing league is really um appealing to me where i'm like i'm especially with pro starting back up Mm. i keep thinking to myself well i really like this game and watching pro makes me want to play it and i want to try and get good at this champion and oh these new skins look really cool and oh the new champion looks really cool um but then then when i'm actually playing the game like it's just a coin flip on whether or not the game is actually remotely enjoyable yeah and that's largely due to like you know the classic gripes of oh my teammates suck and <laughs> I hate yes those. more more often than not the team consists of andrew myself and three trolls yep <laughs> pretty much so. and none of them are trundle nope no, unfortunately <laughs> yeah uh, it's like it's like especially with a game like league of legends where it is so snowbally it's that the second a mistake happens it's just almost irredeemable at least at one. least in a game like smash i can be at 
one stock one twenty percent and still scrape scrape my way back into that game by just like playing well. But it's like in League of Legends, no matter how well you play, sometimes the enemy is just inherently stronger than you. Yeah. And there are four so. people on your team that you just can't control. Exactly. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we will talk about our bold 2021 video game predictions. Woo! Okay, we are back from our break, and we are now going to talk about our bold 2021 video game predictions. Here's how it's going to work. We're each going to take turns. We're going to give three things that we think is going to happen in 2021, or, or that we think there's a chance to happen. And it's it's basically for bragging rights, and we're not, we're not going for no easy stuff here. We're not doing like, oh... Nintendo's going to release a new video game. None of that. We're going for specifics. Some crazy, cool things. Andrew talked about maybe making a bingo card. We'll see. May We might do that. Maybe. Like a, a four by four grid or something. Um, But anyways, who wants to start? Adam, I think we should have you go first. Give us a bold 2021 video game prediction. Okay, uh, I'm really feeling that we're going to get those Diamond and Pearl remakes this year. Ooh. I'm really feeling it. They're, they're going to drop out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and, you say, huh? Well, my, my rationale is this is the 25th anniversary year for Pokemon. And they've already said they're planning on some interesting things. So that's my prediction. It's, it's going to be that. Interesting. Like that's going to be the, like, the big ticket Doesn't sound Pokemon bold enough. It is, it's other... a little bit on the safe side, but... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, well, my, we'll get but there. Originally, well, originally I was also thinking, okay, Boulder would be, it's some kind of like anniversary collection of games. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Go bold. Like, it's not just a Diamond and Pearl remake. It's like a full on, like, like, oh, we just have all the remakes in one thing. Pokemon uh, in, anniversary. Like, yeah, pull like the Mario collection, but with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. Uh, one of the things that I had on my, I have a pretty decent side of the list. I just kept coming up with things, but one of them on there for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon is Pokemon Red and Blue Two. Uh, oh, please! Like direct sequel to to Red please. and Blue. So isn't Silver aren't Silver and Gold technically a, a direct sequel? Yeah, but this would be like just Kanto, but things are are like different. But it's still Kanto, you know. So just the second half of of Silver and Gold. Yeah, but even more in the future. It would be called Pokemon Purple. Yeah. <laughs> Combine them both. Is that your prediction, Jeff? No, that's not the one I'm going to give. That's more of just kind of a, a tag note to, to add like, prediction. Like Pokemon even has, like, they, they have Katy Perry with them this year. Yeah. Partnering. Like... She's like, they're doing this whole musical thing for the year, and Katy Perry is leading it. Like I think we're, we're gonna we're gonna know something soon rather than later because Pokemon Day like the actual anniversary is in February. Oh, interesting. So I think if they're going to announce anything big, they're gonna wait for Pokemon the actual Day. like date anniversary, mm. which is February twenty something. I think. Yeah, and like, we're when, already when the original red and blue released. We're already getting po new Pokemon Snap this year, so it's clear they're going back into the well of 
of older Pokemon things that are kind of beloved. Like, heck, I could even see like a new Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Coliseum kind of thing. Interesting. All right. Like, I, I think there's going to be something that we're not expecting or something big. That's my, that's one of my predictions. Okay. I dig it. Uh, who wants to go, Andrew or Derek? Neither of you? All right. I'm going to call on Andrew. Oh, okay. <laughs> Andrew, give me a bold prediction. Xbox is going to buy Sega. Ooh. Ooh. That's a bold prediction. Yeah, I believe that's the fucking point, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a straight up out of your ass guess, or is there some logic behind this? It's the bold prediction. <laughs> that's the point yeah. of the episode. It, it is the point. Yeah. Um, what, what's your thought process there? Uh, we know Xbox wants to acquire more studios. Mm-hmm. We know they want to do something on the level of Bethesda. And I think Sega is a reasonable guess. Uh, I agree with you. I think that is something doable. Do you think there will be any Sega Xbox exclusives after that? Like, will there be a Xbox I, I don't Sonic know if this there... Hedgehog exclusive? Yeah, I don't know if there will be necessarily any exclusives. But having them as a first party developer or steward publisher mm. well, uh, all i want is power stone 3 <laughs> aren't power stones a, a fighting game yeah it's like i never Sma- played it it was like the smash bros of uh the dreamcast never played it hmm oh uh, cool. damn it it was made by capcom you big old dummy <laughs> Well, it was for the Dreamcast. I I thought only first party games games came out for the Dreamcast. (laughs) Uh, All right, Derek, give us your first prediction. My first prediction is that we're going to get a new console announcement this year. From Nintendo? No. I think, like, Tencent is going to announce a console in the west whoa whoa yeah i think china's gonna enter the game wow that is fucking bold think about it it's like the perfect time nobody can get xboxes or playstations or even like switches half the time what better time or or even build a, a pc what better time to enter the market interesting yeah okay. and they're also they're also thinking about or have been raising money to possibly buy like take two or ea imagine if they did that like they'd have a whole library of games exclusive to their console hmm interesting yeah because they own so many different developers now they just like keep buying majority stakes and things, right? Yeah. So I, th- I yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think a console from them them is, if not in development, is going to be announced this year. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. You ready? Yeah. Let's hear it. Starfield is coming out this fall, and it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. I think. The last we heard about from that game was 2019. It's 2021. So they've been working on it nonstop for two years. Bethesda 
has been purchased by Xbox, so they are now a first-party studio. I feel like if it were an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout, they'd probably still want to stick to every platform, but because this is a brand-new IP, I bet Microsoft is going to push hard for this to be an Xbox exclusive and along with Halo Infinite be the big reason why you need an Xbox or Game Pass on your PC this fall. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> That's a big one. Or I, is it a world premiere? <laughs> I re- oh, we should have called this <laughs> well, our top three world premieres for 2021. So, uh, yeah, I, I legitimately think that this can happen. Uh, that... I've, of all the things said so far, I think that's the one thing so far I want to happen. Mm. <laughs> what about Diamond and Pearl remakes, Derek? Uh, uh, I feel like he probably fell off after Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, while those are the only games I technically never played or even tried to play, uh, I think I'm just done with Pokemon. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they'll be better than Sword and Shield. I'm sure they will be, but... I just don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Derek, uh, Adam, sorry. Back to you. Hmm. See, I wrote down just a bunch of like random shit. I'm trying to formulate it into like actual thoughts. Okay, let's go. I, I warned you guys about this days yeah. ago. <laughs> uh, I, I really feel like we're going to get... I, I think we're getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year. I think it's going to happen. A Not moderate prediction. Yeah. You know it would be even I bolder? Mean, like... Breath of the Wild 3. <laughs> That's <laughs> a bold prediction. <laughs> so you're convinced that we're getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year? Yeah, I think this is going to be the year for it. I'm convinced we're not. Ooh, oh. Okay. Does that That's make... a bold prediction. <laughs> I think not getting it is more bold than getting it. Personally. Not only do I think it won't come out this year, I think it's going to come out on the fifth anniversary of Breath of the Wild. So March so 2023? 2020. Yeah. 22. Sorry, 2022. It was 2017, yeah. Hmm. That long ago? That's a bold Jeez. prediction. Interesting. Mm. Okay. We'll, we'll let it slide. <laughs> you better start thinking of a real spicy one for your last one, Adam. Ah, uh, fine, fine. Um... Okay. Uh, Andrew, your turn. Okay. I think that we are going to get PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale 2 with modern Sony IPs characters like Aloy and the lot, and it'll be good. Oh, and it will be good. That is bold. <laughs> That's a bold, <laughs> the bold prediction. <laughs> Interesting. So you think they're ready to go back to that and like give it another shot? Yeah, and like listen to feedback, add actual fucking iconic Sony characters like Crash and Spyro, which they have um, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, add new characters like Aloy, new Kratos, Atreus, mm. uh, Boy. fucking Jin Sakai. Hello, like. There you go. The the potential is there. Okay. I I feel like that game did so poorly that they have no interest in ever attempting it again. But it is probably my greatest chance to ever get a Legend of Dragoon remake 
So I'm all for it. Let's let me, let's make it happen. Because I don't know if you know this, but Dart, the main protagonist from Legend of Dragoon, was being developed as DLC for the original uh, PlayStation All Stars before it got canned, and they just stopped doing stuff for it. Really? Wow. There is like renders of it out there. So uh, this would be his chance. Uh, imagine if that happened. If that happened, there is a good chance there would have been a Dragoon Two or like a remake or something at some point. Darn. Uh, anyways, Derek. All right, this is a big one. Oh baby. I'm waiting. Nintendo Switch Pro. Fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> yourself. Go fuck yourself. I knew it was coming. Boo! That's not bold. It's only bold because it's not going to happen. Oh, but that's the thing, is it is going to happen. There's no way. Why, why are you so convinced I about will, this, Derek? I'm, I, I actually want to know your... I will change uh, my... I, I, don't, I, will, I will change it up a little bit. I okay. think we were, are going to get a new model of the Switch. That's even less bold. <laughs> that's just a blanket statement. <laughs> With updated Joy-Cons. Okay. That are built for motion controls so that the Wii Virtual Console can be released this year. Okay, there it is. That's bold. <laughs> I like it. Let's okay. go. I, I actually really want that. That'd be a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> it just took me a couple seconds. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, this is the it's example like, of like, 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 shit, shit, laying shit. the tracks as the train is going. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that was right there. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. I could see that. And then, like, because... Yeah, there were a lot of, like, good Wii games. Is that when we get the Skyward Sword re-release and Metroid Prime Trilogy is when that Please? happens? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming out. Is because uh, Skyward Sword re-release is coming out. Oh, of course. Makes sense. <laughs> Actually, I just started replaying that on the Wii. <laughs> uh, Andrew? Masahiro Sakurai is going to officially re- announce his retirement after the end, after the last released DLC character. Interesting. Not just, not just. We're not making any more Smash games. He's, he's gonna he's full done. retire. You think so? Yeah. Huh. Do you think one? Ultimate DLC continues without him. Two, nope. there is another Smash game after Ultimate. Mo- way more likely number two. Okay. It will it will pain me, but I Ultimate think out of, the, out of the two, that is the more likely scenario. Hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like Ultimate DLC is the, the biggest hype that Nintendo gets like every couple months. Like, yeah. nothing was more hyped than that Sephiroth <sighs> announcement, you know? And it's probably oh, making so them good. so much money. Oh, I know it is. And, and but it's N- like... Nintendo works in mysterious ways. That they it's like do. the perfect way for them to market new IPs. Yeah. Make new partnerships with people. Yeah. I don't know. That's I bold, because see... I don't think it's going to happen. Damn. Masahiro Sakurai isn't going to retire. He's going to stop working on Smash and work on PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale <laughs> <laughs> uh, The final Smash character announced 
at Waluigi. his retirement is going to be Matsuhiro Sakurai. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine if the last character is Sakurai himself? Is it weird that I want that now? Is that your prediction, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> Can I take that one? My uh, prediction based on your prediction. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um. Okay. He deserves to retire. I, I would say he that. absolutely does. The guy has earned it at this but point. I, I just can't. I just Dude, he earned it three points ago. <laughs> yeah, right. He earned it after brawl, probably. Even melee. Okay. Persona Six will be announced for an early 2022 release date this year. Interesting. Interesting. Here's my theory. Persona Five came out in 20. 20- 17. Uh-huh. Persona 5 Royal came out in 2020. So I feel like they probably had a few people working on those updates for Royal where the rest of the core team had started working on Persona 6. And it's going to be more similar to Persona 5 than previous Persona games were to its predecessors because of how big and successful and mainstream persona 5 became i think they're gonna want to try to stick to that formula a little bit more than they have in previous years so they're gonna they're gonna be able to turn it around quicker okay so i think we're getting persona a persona 6 announcement this year with a release date for early next year bold indeed Mm. i could i could see it though I, it's time, you know. We will. We shall see. <laughs> okay, Adam. Hmm. Do, do how, about, need... how about this? How about this is bold. Uh, Cyberpunk gets free to play because it just gets so bad through all. Whoa, the time. that's what I'm talking about, Adam. <laughs> Let's go. Free. They're, they're gonna fuck it up so bad because I think they already accidentally. <laughs> broke one of the games in one of the last passage, last patches. Yeah, they accidentally <laughs> broke a main quest line. <laughs> like, and there's a list of detailed instructions on the internet as to how to go back to a previous save and like do like a menu shortcut to make sure this cutscene triggers or something stupid. It's yeah, nuts. That that that's my that's my ultimate bold claim that it's just gonna go so downhill from here. They're just gonna make the damn thing free to play. Like, wow. please just play this. Interesting. And what they're gonna yeah. they're gonna transition because that they there's a multiplayer coming to that game at some point. Is so there? The, yeah. They're so like, just turn it into like a game as a service. So yeah, like, that's where they'll they'll make it free to play and they'll get their money from. If they uh, can somehow make the multiplayer good. Yeah, from like microtransactions from the multiplayer. Yeah, that's my kind of like a Destiny that, did. Yeah. They're gonna pull a Fortnite. Wow. I, I could see the multiplayer portion being free to play. Hmm. Yeah i i think I think I'm with Derek on that one. I don't know if I could ever see yeah. the the main campaign being free to play, but maybe if they want to they want to get these people back in, I could i I could see it. That's a bold prediction. I like that, Adam. That's your <laughs> yeah, best you, one. You told me to go big or go home, and I had to really think about that one. I fucking like, dig it. Huh, Andrew, give it to us. You already asked me for three, but I'll try and think of one. Wait, <laughs> you've only done two. 
I've no, I have done Xbox to buy Sega, PlayStation All Stars two, and Sakurai retires. How did that happen? I don't know. You can't count. I think you skipped yourself. I, I think he skipped me. No, you've done two. I'm right. I've ri- I've written them all down, Jeff. Yeah, I know you have announced those things. I've announced two. Adam just announced his third. Derek's only announced two. How the hell did you do three? You called on me both times, all three times. Oh, I because I think you went. It went Andrew. Or, sorry, it went. It went Adam, Andrew, me, Andrew, you. Adam, oh. me, Andrew, you. I accidentally had Andrew go twice in the cycle. Oops. Yeah. Well, do you have a fourth, or are you happy with your three? I think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to come out this year. Surprise announcement, and it's going to be the worst game in the series. <laughs> <laughs> the worst? Worse than X? <clears throat> yes. Oof. That's wow. Some, I don't know about that. But. Wow. That's Xenoblade Chronicle 3? Yeah, I can see it. Being the worst? That's bold. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> I like it. Derek? All right. I've got two, but I just want to piggyback off Adam real quick with one mm-hmm. of them. Is uh, Not only is Cyberpunk multiplayer not going to be free to play, but it's going to be canceled. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> and then my actual bold prediction is that Metroid Prime Form... Metroid Prime Form... Four. Form? It's Metroid. Co- Metroid Prime 4 is actually called Metroid Prime Form. <laughs> uh, Metroid Prime 4 is canceled. Canceled? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I, why do I you think that? I don't want it to happen, but... I think that's why we haven't heard anything. I think that th- they restarted development, and I don't think, they, I don't think they're going to be able to make it. Do you think they're going to say, tell us that it's canceled, or do you think we'll just never hear from it ever again? Like I think we're, for? we're never going to hear about it ever again. Wow. Well, yeah. shit. That's my bold prediction for 2021. It, but because it's 2021, it's it, they decided it this year. Even though they're never going to tell us, yeah. it was this year that they decided it. Further piggyback. <laughs> it's not Metroid Prime anymore. It's just a new 2D Metroid. Hmm. No, because people want that. Oh, fair enough. Well, I guess I'll just go right into my last one because Adam just said it. Oh, 2D Metroid? We're going to get a new 2D Metroid on Metroid's 35th anniversary, but it's not going to be developed by a Nintendo studio. It's going to be developed by a third party. Oh. An indie. And it's going to be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my last bold prediction. Who? It's going to... Who? I don't know. I didn't go that far. That's too Team crazy. Cherry. They're a little busy. <laughs> you never know. I would have said Yacht Club, but they just but they didn't develop Cyber Shadow. They did not. They, they didn't develop Cyber Shadow. So they published, they just published it. it. So I mean maybe Yacht Club? Cuz when who's they... the, who's the guys who make Axiom Verge, Derek? You mean the guy? The, the guy, Is it the one single guy? guy. Yeah, he's still working on Axiom Verge 2. So I wouldn't the... Axiom Verge 2 is just a 2D Metroid. It becomes Metroid Prime. Unprimed. Yeah, Metroid Unprimed. <laughs> Thomas it's a 2D Hap- remake of Metroid Prime. <laughs> Made by Supergiant. Uh, I had a couple other random things on my list that I just want to quickly bring up. We're going to get Mario Kart 9 this year, and it will be the more of a Smash Bros. type thing where everyone's here. Oh, I'm going to be Smash Bros. Oh, that'd be awesome. That. Halo Infinite. 
DLC. Yeah. Halo Infinite is going to have a battle royale, and it will be the best battle royale that's ever been made. That is just a terrible prediction. <laughs> just, no first-person shooter is has it a... Is terrible, or is it bold? No first-person shooter has a better format for a battle royale than Halo. You're already picking key weapons off the ground in that game. But like, it's built in. And then you have... Insane. Everyone just plays as an... Everyone plays as an orbital uh, drop shock trooper. Stop coming up with good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Halo would be the best battle royale. Yeah, I, and they're fail. building an open world map that would work perfectly as a battle royale map. Yep. I, I get it, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll be no Tetris 99. I just don't think it's going to be the best ever. I think it's going to be pretty mediocre. Uh, Pikmin 4, which uh, was close to being done, apparently, back in 2015, will finally be released uh, as a surprise drop this summer, similar to... Uh, Paper Mario was this year. And my last one that I had on my list was Konami will allow other developers to finally use their IP and we will get a new Castlevania game. So yeah, those are all of my bold 2021 predictions. Did anyone else have any other random ones they wanted to rattle off? I do think that Metal Gear Solid HD or Metal Gear Solid Remake is a real thing. And that that'll get announced this year because I'm pretty sure I I feel like Blue Point is making it. And I also my other prediction is that Elden Ring isn't real, and <laughs> they've pivoted and are making Bloodborne too. Ooh, there's no way. There's too much hype around Elden Ring. That my I don't have like happening. a. It's not bold per se, but I think that we won't get another Nintendo Direct all year. I think that oh, is bold. That's a good one. I think that's super bold. Not really? a single one. They just go completely dark. Like, we just just, never yeah, I again. think they're just done with Nintendo Directs. They just give then... like individual mini announcements or just like, here's a yeah. game trailer. Interesting. Oh, okay. So instead of having a big thing that's all announcements. Yeah. Like individual games will still have like showcases that will be titled like like Pikmin 4 Direct, for example. Yeah, but it's but not we like won't, a... we won't get like a 35-minute-long presentation that announces a bunch of new shit. Even bolder, they have an E3 press conference <laughs> <laughs> live. If E3 comes back, uh, cool. I think there's some pretty fun stuff in there. I'm excited yeah. to see if any of that comes true. I think we should write all these down somewhere and then just uh, have, like be I already a... got it. Oh, what yeah. a fucking guy! Did you put it in the main doc? No. Not oh, yet. make a tab in the main doc. Just label it bold twenty twenty one predictions and put like our initials next to it. That'll be fun to see if any of them come true. Uh all right. Cool. Uh let's wrap this up with some trivia, boys. So I was <laughs> I had told Adam and Andrew before we started recording, I entirely forgot to make trivia. So I, I did it in in a in a rush about 15 minutes before we started recording and i figured you know the medium just came out that's a horror game resident evil 8's coming out soon we just got the demo for it that's a horror game let's do some horror game trivia how about that okay so the theme for this week is horror game trivia question number one what is the name of the infamous horror demo for the ps3 made by hideo kojima I feel like you probably don't need a lot of time for this one. I feel like it's uh, a pretty well-known thing. I don't know it. 
Oh, well, we're going to have Adam go first. I think once you hear it, you're going to kick yourself. Probably. What's your guess? Zombies. I don't know. Andrew? <laughs> PT. Derek? Playable teaser. Yes. Well, PT. Yeah, really? Yep. That huh. is the name of it. It's famous. People were selling their PlayStation 3s for good chunks of change because they got taken off the store and you just couldn't buy it anymore. Huh. I learned something new today. There you go. Question number two. What is the name of the giant sexy vampire lady in Resident Evil Village? <laughs> they, oh, I, uh, I actually saw this one, I think. They, they officially gave her a name in the uh, in the showcase. And I think I think you hear it in the Maiden demo as well. Uh, we're going to have Andrew go first because he said pass. <laughs> so I'm assuming he doesn't know it. <laughs> I think I saw it at uh, some point and I haven't remembered it. I think it's like Rose something. Derek? Agatha. <laughs> Adam, did you remember? Like a Lady Demescu or something? I'll give it to you. That's close enough. Lady yeah, Dimitrescu. Right. Woo. All right. So Adam gets a point. Everyone has one point. Shout out to that big, sexy vampire lady. <laughs> Question number three. What is the main bad guy in Silent Hill? You know what I'm talking about. There's like I think a, I do. There's like a... I don't know if he's specifically like a named antagonist or just something that like haunts you. Like like the main thing in in like a horror movie. But like, you know what I'm talking about. What What is that thing called? Uh, I think I'm going to have Andrew go first on this one as well. Pyramid Head. Adam? Yeah, I, it was Pyramid Head. Derek? Pyramid Head. It is Pyramid Head. All right. Question number four. Who is the developer of Dead Space? Uh, I can't believe Derek. I've never done a question like this where I've asked you, like, who developed a game or something along those lines. I was thinking, I was like, huh. I've never done this. So, who is the developer of Dead Space? Adam, we're going to have you go first here. Oh, oh joy. I'm, I'm horrible at remembering developer names. As we uh, learned earlier. Uh, Arcane. I don't know. Andrew? Um, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> no but, guess? Um, I... Uh, um... In next level games, it's not them. Derek, visceral. It is visceral yeah. games. Never, never heard of, never heard of them. Uh, all right. Question number five. What is the name of the animatronic bear in Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> he's big. He's got scary looking robot eyeballs. He's a bear, I think, or maybe a dog. I don't really know. What is his name? Derek's in the lead, so he's going to go last. Adam, you're first. Like, uh, Freddy, it's like Fuzzbo or something weird like that. Andrew? Uh, Freddy Fazbear. That's Derek? I just said Freddy. I'm going to give points to all of you. It is, in fact, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was going to see if any of you... I, <laughs> I, I intentionally put in knowing like 
If they don't know the answer, they're just gonna say Freddy, and it's gonna be funny. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like looking for like the last name or something. I thought, I thought Freddy. Oh was no, too I don't easy. fucking know his last name. Are you kidding me? It's Freddy Fazbear. Uh, Andrew gets half a or one and a half points. So uh, Adam had three. Andrew has three and a half, and Derek has four. So congratulations for Derek for winning another trivia. He's on a fucking roll right now. That mean I now take the lead for Derek. Most Derek now won. has the most trivia wins. Wow, that's crazy. I won. So uh, I think, and I, I I might be wrong here, but I think in the podcast bylaws that now makes me the host of the podcast. <laughs> I don't so, think that's tune in well, next week to find out I if mean, that's true. No, because I have the has, highest win Jeff percentage. Has four. Right? Don't I have so, the highest win percentage? I have four I suppose, out of five. Yeah, better than most of us. So that's once you get a higher win rate, Derek, then maybe you can become the we'll, host. We'll see next week who <laughs> who's the real host uh, of the podcast. We sure will. Uh, tiebreaker question: How many Resident <laughs> Evil games have been made, including spinoffs? Yes, including spinoffs. Re-releases don't count, but remakes do. Any guesses? Uh, Twenty. Fifteen. 12 26 oh wow yeah, that's a, lot. a shit ton of resident evil games <laughs> um all right that brings us to the end of this episode of the game sharks podcast thank you very much for listening everybody you can check out our website thegamesharks.com uh let's see andrew's review of scott pilgrim versus the world the game is up there andrew is going to be doing a review of uh i almost said the messenger cyber <laughs> ninja what no basically cyber shadow cyber shadow and I'm going to be doing a review of The Medium. Derek, I think you said you were working on a review of Hitman 3? Yes. Okay. Once once I escape the... Uh, the clutches like, of Valhalla. That is Valhalla. Uh, once I escape Valhalla, I will <laughs> be working on my Hitman 3 review. Excellent. Okay. So, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll give you updates on the podcast when those are completed, but look forward to seeing those on our website, thegamesharks.com. You can check us out on Instagram at... Game Sharks Podcast, and you can send an email to us, Game Sharks Podcast at yahoo.com. Send us any trivia you might have, send us any discussion questions, or just check in and say hello. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And with that, we are finished.